everybody. Welcome to a special episode of your WCPO High School Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Dyer. While we're knee-deep into the high school football season, I wanted to take a look ahead to the upcoming basketball season this winter. And uh, this is a girls basketball episode previewing the upcoming season. And, and I had an opportunity to sit down and talk with uh, She Hoops Ohio staff members, uh, Drew Flodding and also Bryce McKee as they analyze the greater Cincinnati area's top players and top teams looking ahead to this season. Believe it or not, Ohio girls basketball practice uh, officially starts October 21st. So um, we are getting ready uh, with that right around the corner as um, we look at some talented teams. Purcell Marion returning a team from a state championship a year ago. And also we have some Ms. Basketball candidates as well. If you're looking for our high school football coverage, be sure to check out my podcast on Wednesday as we break down uh, week seven and look ahead to week eight of uh, this high school football season as the regular season winds down here very quickly. But uh, as I had an opportunity to talk to She Hoops Ohio staff members, Bryce McKee and Drew Flodding, I asked uh, Bryce uh, to start off with uh, how unique is it going to be this season not to see three McDonald's All-Americans on the floor in Kyla Oldacre, KK Bransford, and Chance Gray. But he, as uh, he told me, um, there is no shortage of talent for this upcoming season. Yeah, definitely totally different. Um, Cincinnati is still, still super strong in the area in general. I think if you look at, you know, a ton of great underclassmen also um, at Princeton and some different places with Soleil, which we can get to that. Um, Purcell had an incredible year and returns a lot, added a lot. Um, I think a big storyline is with Alter going, staying Division Two as the state championship and then Purcell going down to or going up to Division Two. That matchup should be, you know, a state championship potentially in um, – the regionals. So I think there's some really good storylines, a ton of still really great players, great talent. Cincinnati always is at the highest level and look forward to seeing it. Well, tell us a little bit about She Hoops Ohio, Bryce, and, and what you do. And, and Drew, you could obviously chime in here as well. Yeah. So She Hoops Ohio is uh, we, we run events. We have individual events, team events. Um, Classic in the country is now under She Hoops Ohio. We also will have some big news this week. We're putting out um, another new event, which we're really excited about in Columbus. Um, we also run individual events, like we said, just trying to bring as much exposure to the players in Ohio um, as we can and give them opportunities to play in front of coaches and things like that. We also have a scouting service. Um, so just anything we can do to promote Ohio girls basketball and show all the great talent we have here, we love to do. Drew, I know you coach at West Claremont, obviously, as well. But uh, how rewarding has this been, uh, this experience and just, um, you know, starting this this adventure and, and, you know, getting going here with the girls basketball and the way to promote the game in, in every way that you do. Yeah, it's been great. I think having the perspective of both a high school coach and an AU coach kind of gives, uh, you know, a little bit of a, an advantage in terms of, we know what the highest level players are looking for, obviously coaching them in the summer, but also maybe your division two, II, division three NAI type players that I would coach at high school or that are around Cincinnati. That's also, a wealth of talent down here, having a, an avenue for them as well to be able to promote them and and make sure that they get seen as well. So it's been it's been great. I've learned a ton from Bryce. Um, obviously, when we decided to do this, we wanted to make sure that it was done right and we hit the ground running. And, and it's been a great year so far. We look forward to to keeping it going into high school season. We could probably do just numerical order as far as divisions, but I'm just going to start with Purcell Marion, if you don't mind uh, here, just. Uh, uh, Bryce, I'll, I'll throw it to you. Obviously, everybody knows about D. Alexander, the sensational freshman season that she had. And um, tell us a little bit about uh, what this team has after uh, a 27 and one record a year ago in Division Three state title, as I mentioned. Yeah, I think first of all, Jamar does a great job. Um, ton of talent over there, but they're also not scared to play anybody. Um, you know, they really challenge themselves as much as they can outside of their conference type stuff. 
Um, you know, it has to be the clear favorite in division two now, but, um, you know, might get a little resistance along the way, but so much talent over there, um, have some new incomers coming in as well. Jada Mosley, one of the best shooters in the state as well. Um, so, I mean, ton of experience. And I think until you get to that final four and you experience that there's nothing like it. So to just have a team that's basically their whole core has already had, that is an incredible, um, advantage for them moving forward. What have you noticed about D in terms of what she's added to her game just from a year ago from, from the general fan perspective, I guess. Yeah. I think you have to look at her somewhat like Kirsten Bell back in the day that she could be one of the favorites for Miss basketball. You look at Soleil and some other kids too, but I mean, just her ability and transition, how strong she is getting to the rim, her ability to shoot it, um, three-level score that you just kind of have to pick your poison and live with it. I mean, she's – I think her most underrated thing is she's a great teammate. You know, she has a bunch of talent around her, but for Jada to be able to have the year that she had shooting, you know, D had to get it to her sometimes and people collapse on her, you know, or their other kids as well. I just think she's a, a great team basketball player that then also shines because of her obviously individual talent too. Obviously, a lot of players. You mentioned Jaden Mosley. I mean, Kira Miller, Sierra Miller, Trinity Small. I mean, they have a uh, just a great team. You know, even besides D too. So, I mean, it's yeah. uh, is it one of those things where it's just obviously Coach Mosley knows that he's going to be, be uh, getting the attention in the spotlight. But uh, do you think they're going to thrive under that that ability? I think so too. They also have another freshman, Mackenzie Jones, going to be really good there too. I mean, I think. They're, I would, Drew, you can see if you agree with this, I think they're deeper even than they were last year. Um, you know, I think, too, that first experience when you get it, like I said, it's just huge. And now they have that. Some of their veterans, even though Dee's a sophomore, I would still consider her experience to be a veteran experience. I think she can bring some people along. Um, and, you like, you really can't game plan for her because she can do everything. Um, you know, I think potentially, you know, she's in that generational talent, you know, type conversation. And to see her thrive and do it in Ohio has been really fun to watch. Drew, what have you noticed from from D? I mean, I assume she's got a bunch of scholarship offers and she can go anywhere she wants, obviously. But yeah. uh, go ahead. Just a, a phenomenal talent, top to bottom. We saw her up close and personal, um, played against her, coached against her this summer. But even watching her in summer league and videos of workouts and things like that, just ultimate team player. The thing I love about her is just how well-rounded she is, um, just her ability to score the basketball. She can pass, but like Bryce said, in transition, you're not going to get in her way. I mean, when she's in the open floor, it's just a, an absolute, you know, game over situation uh, for a defense. But for her, you know, obviously she does other things as well outside of basketball, running camps over at Purcell. I mean, giving back to the community. She's the ideal poster child, not only for Purcell, but for Cincinnati girls basketball. I mean, when you think of the talent that we've had come through here, like you said, with KK and and Old Acre and, and Chance and everybody, she's the next generation um, and she's doing a great job, even as a freshman, now sophomore, putting that on her shoulders and kind of carrying that flag and taking over as the next big thing. So, when we go to, to Division One here, Bryce, I know you mentioned Soleil Williams here uh, multiple times, obviously, outstanding, talented point guard there at Princeton. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Soleil and what she's done to improve her game and maybe just uh, Princeton, what you expect uh, in the ultra competitive GMC. Yeah, I think Princeton is probably the favorite division one-wise, state-wise even, um, to win it all. Um, ton of talent. They're really deep, and I think they're just really well-balanced, too. Like, you know, I think Soleil, point guard-wise, has done a great job. I think they have a freshman coming in, Heaven Sneed, as well, that they could kind of slide her around and put her in some more scoring positions, too. Um, you know, Soleil is just so good offensively at every level, and you just have to have so much respect for her game plan-wise coming in. Uh, but similarly in transition, she's so good um, getting the rim. Her outside shots really improved too. I think 
you know, similar, you just have to pick your poison and, and roll with it. But I think Mari Gurton transferring there from Summit Country Day was huge for them. I mean, I think she's big time talent, great passer, also can play the point guard spot. You could literally say you have three point guards on the floor at the same time, but they can all score. They're great in transition. They're great defensively. Um, so coach has got a lot to work with there, obviously, and some great talent. I think, you know, inside you've got Fortson, who's, you know, got some strength and power for them. So again, I think they're the well, most well-rounded, probably the most talented team in the state as well. And, um, you know, I would see them having a great chance to get back to Dayton. Do you think another stat should be added to Soleil's uh statistics this year breaking ankles how many she might break when her highlight films are insane yeah, yeah. absolutely very cool staying in the gmc um mason obviously division one state runner up a year ago that uh you know very close overtime lost to reynoldsburg um drew uh what have you seen from the comets obviously they bring back a talented point guard in madison parish mm -hmm. uh, very impressive freshman season and uh tell us a little bit about the comments yeah, just, you know, obviously any team coached by Rob Batool is always going to have a chance. Um, I think people are putting a ton of onus on the fact that Kyla's gone and, you know, that was their star. But I look at their roster and, and especially in the GMC, they're still loaded with talent. I mean, Carly Prose is a senior that is a Division One caliber player that can play, you know, inside, outside kind of. She's a starter that has, you know, great experience. Like you mentioned, Madison Parrish, I think, is one of the best guards in the state, if not the Midwest in the country. Um, she's going to take a big step. She had a great summer. She's going to she's going to be kind of their go to, but she can play on the ball or off the ball, which makes her kind of hard to prepare for. Uh, and Coach Matula is going to put her in a great spot. Um, Gabby Rosano, another six one inside outside type player that can play on the perimeter, or she can finish in the post. Um, Amanda Barnes, great role player, and, and they have a, a good freshman class. So when I look at their depth it's definitely not a rebuild. I mean, they're coming in and they're going to be as, as prevalent as they've ever been um, just from their depth. They have a great point guard coming in, Anna Habra, who's a multi-sport athlete, plays varsity soccer already, but she's going to get minutes. She might even slide into that point guard role. So I look for them to be deep, balanced. They're obviously well coached um, and they're, they're not going anywhere. Uh, young, good combination of both senior leadership uh, in pros and Rosano mixed with the the younger kids. I think that's a recipe for success. Kind of staying in the GMC there, Drew. I mean, what have you seen from Lakota East, Lakota West? Um, you know, there's always, you might have a couple teams at the top of that conference, but there's always plenty of other talented teams. I mean, what do you see the rest of the conference? Yeah, Lakota West, uh, very young. I think they have a really good freshman class that Coach Fishman is excited about. Obviously, um, when, you know, last year was a bit of a down year for them, but they're going to come in and they're going to always going to play hard. They're going to be well coached. Um, they're going to get up and down the floor, but I know coach Fishman's very excited about some of the freshman guards they have coming in. Um, there's a, a good trio that that'll play varsity uh, minutes. They might even start right off the bat um, over there. And in terms of Lakota East, I think that's the team statewide that not enough people are talking about. Um, they can wreak havoc uh, any given night. They have scoring options at all positions. Madison French, who's a, a Miami, Ohio commit is a fantastic guard that can get up and down the floor. She scores at will. Um, Savannah Smith, who is going to Hillsdale, she's a senior post player with tons of varsity experience. And then you have younger guards. Um, Brooke Asher, who's a great point guard, uh, and, and Emma Fole that can dictate. And they're going to run around. They're going to change things up. Coach Wallace does a great job. He's going to you know run a diamond press here, a 1-2-2 press the next possession. And you really, they're hard to prepare for. Um, and they're going to come in and they're going to, really get up and down the floor. I feel like with four really good guards that can push the tempo and dictate. And in the GMC, I think that's kind of the way that people are going to play this year. So 
they're one that's going to surprise a lot of people. They return six of their top eight in terms of scoring production. So their ability to come in and, and have that experience now of kids that played varsity when they were freshmen and sophomore that are now juniors and seniors, they're going to, they're going to surprise some people for sure. I'm going to jump around on a couple of other conferences here, but any other observations on the GMC there that. Um, I would just add, so we, we ran a high school event, um, a shootout this summer in Columbus and Lakota East came up and Dan asked for the top teams. Cause he always wants to be challenged. And they were the one team coming out of there that I knew they're always good and they're solid, but like they, are in my opinion a dark horse that they're the one team in the tournament if you had to say right now down that way you don't want to play um from like not necessarily your your princeton mason type whatever but i think they could beat anybody on any given night including those um like i said so really dangerous team like drew said coach wallace does an incredible job has won everywhere he's ever been and um ton of respect for that squad i want to switch gears here a little bit uh to the ggcl Obviously, Mountain Notre Dame, everybody knows about their win streak and, and the legacy that uh, K.K. Bransford had there. And, and Coach uh, Dr. Scott Rogers continues to to have uh, with the program. Um, obviously, Mason snapped that streak in the regional final. Uh, very memorable game. But, uh, Bryce, what do, what do you see for the Cougars this year? And uh, how different is it going to be not to see K.K. on the floor? Yeah, I think they're going to be super young, but kind of like we said with some of the other teams, just coaching wise. And, um, you know, Mount Notre Dame has a standard that, um, you know, has been built over years and years and years that, you know, those younger kids grow up wanting to play there. They don't want to disappoint Doc. They want to compete. uh, And that's just the expectation there. And anything less than that isn't good enough. And, um, you know, I think he'll always get them really motivated. I think they're, you know, young this year and will have not as much experience as they've had. Obviously, losing a KK Bransford is always going to take a hit. Um, but I think they'll be competitive like they always are because they always have been. So, And uh, Ursuline, uh, another 21 team in that conference. Um, what does Coach Keith Starks have from uh, what you've gathered, Price? Drew, go ahead with that one if you want. Yeah, um, obviously rebuilding. They graduated a, a phenomenal senior class. Jenna Van Schaik was kind of their heart and soul, um, and she went on to play at Mercyhurst Division Two. She was a senior last year. Um, good talent, good guards. It's going to be a little bit of a – a rebuilding process over there in terms of who they're going to start and obviously playing in that conference night in night out not having kids with a ton of varsity experience is going to be an uphill battle um but coach starks always does a good job they'll be ready but i would say probably four of their um five starters will be new this year in terms of starting varsity so inexperienced but gcl kids are are tough as nails they're just built different um they're going to come in and they're gonna they're gonna play hard and and Coach Starks is going to have them ready to go, but they'll kind of be in a little bit of a rebuild mode. Jump over to the Eastern Cincinnati. Go ahead. Can we right. talk about real quick? Sure. I feel like everybody we've said playing-wise, like the coaching is so strong in Cincinnati. It's incredible. Like you talk about Doc and Fish and Matula and Keith. and I feel like everybody we've talked to, Dan, or talked about, it's the coaching, the coaching, the coaching. And I think, you know, it's probably the most, un- as a coach, but it's one of the most underappreciated parts of that high school experience is – I mean, you look at people who can have one or two good years, which is great because uh, not everybody gets to do that. But the people who have done it over that period of time and even at multiple different places, like when Doc went to Indian Hill and still crushed it, you know, stuff like that. I just think it's the level of coaching in greater Cincinnati is unbeatable, in my opinion. And, you know, to see I know some of those guys are probably more closer to the end than they were to the start right now. But I think, you know, we need to appreciate what they've given to the game and, um you know, see who the next people are coming up. But the level of coaching is just amazing to watch down there. This could be a whole separate podcast, right? But, but take me inside. What makes a, such a great high school coach? Because you talk about any sport across the board in high school sports, the demands are just 
unbelievable. You hear that from every coach. Doesn't matter, well, you know where you're at in the state of Ohio. But what is it about, you know, some of those coaches that have produced the longevity and success the way they have? It's got to be beyond yeah. the answers and knows. I think it's knowing your team and knowing what they need from you on a daily basis. You know, some years you may want to really challenge yourselves with your schedule. Some years you might be young and you want to get some confidence early. So knowing your team, I think in girls basketball, it's really relational and just being able to motivate them every single day. Um, You know, you get so much time with them just on a daily basis, back to back to back where um, every day matters. And if you don't view it that way, I think you can fall off easily too. But I think the high level coaches find a way to keep them moving in the right direction with anybody's going to have their highs and lows of the season, but um, you know, scouting matters a ton. I know those guys we've already talked about are out there all the time watching teams. I think that's really underrated scouting game planning type value that not everybody does. Um, but I, I think when in girls basketball comes down to knowing your team and the relational aspect of being able to motivate them every day. We mentioned Jamar Mosley, obviously winning the state championship last year, first uh, for Purcell Marion as, as a program, but uh, any other Coaches that, that you really see emerging, um, you know, it doesn't have to be necessarily the win and loss column, but just uh, maybe a, an assistant who was recently named a head coach or something that you really think uh, has a bright future. Drew, you have any ideas there? Yeah. Um, himself as an assistant, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know Fairfield's under uh, new leadership for the first time in forever. Dave Loper um, stepped down and he was – you know, a tremendous coach that have been around for so many years in, in the GMC. Um, got a chance to watch them this summer um, at Xavier's team camp, and they're, you know, firing on all cylinders. I think their staff as a whole is going to be one that's going to come in and provide a little bit of a refreshment and get in there and, and um, you know, be impressive. And they're going to surprise some people in the GMC. Obviously, they return a, a ton of talent. Um, I think six of their top seven are back. Um, so they're under new leadership. Um in the ECC one to watch, I think Keith Braswell and Brad Early taking over at Loveland is going to be a big, um, you know, obviously with the, the tragedy that happened to Coach Parker and, and his passing, to be able to have that continuity, but also guys that know the team and have been there as assistants. Um, I know they coached them intermittently when Coach Parker was out getting treatment last season and, and we coached against them, played against them, and they were outstanding. They did a great job. So I would I would look for those two um, as co-hoed co-head coaches at Loveland to kind of step in and, and really do a great job. They're always going to be prepared. They're a great balance. Um, Coach Braswell, I think, is one of the best skill development type trainers in the area. And Coach Early, you know, has the X's and O's and the game coaching experience. And I think when you put those two together, they're really impressive. And I look for them to have a pretty good year. Drew, what's the key to Go ahead, The other one to just talk about is you look at somebody like Coach D. Davis at Princeton who, you know, Jill, legendary in her own right, you know, one state championship there, everything like that. But we're starting to be a little more of a project there. And her coming in, building the culture she has in one year um, has been incredible to watch. And I think, you know, anytime we can see former players come back and give back and, um, you know, females in that aspect, too, I think it's great to see what they can do. And, you know, she's in an incredibly tough league, hardest area of the state, hardest district, hardest regional every single year. And I think this year will be where they take that next step, hopefully for them. And um, she, you know, can create a name in that as well. But she deserves a lot of credit for what she's put together at Princeton right now, too. No doubt. A former uh, McDonald's All-American back in 2003, obviously D played at uh, Vanderbilt and in the WNBA as well. But, uh, Drew, I want to jump over to the ECC, a conference you know very well. Obviously, we're going to talk about West Clermont here in a second. But Wynn Woods, uh, obviously, 
uh, such a, a memorable year last year under uh, first year head coach uh, Carlton Gray. And we mentioned Chance already, but, um, you know, uh, they really turned it around after only having six wins uh, two years prior. But uh, what do you see from Wentwoods Woods this season? Yeah, I hate to sound like a broken record, but obviously coaching there is just as good as it is anywhere else. I mean, Carlton stepped into a situation and, and took on a program and obviously having a Chance Gray type kid on your team helps, um, but she's gone now. But with them, um, I think last year he did a great job of preparing them to play without her. You know, it was great to play with her, but it wasn't pass the ball to Chance 500 times in a game. And then when she's gone, you don't have any, you know, any experience or anything like that they did a great job of getting everybody involved now when it got close and chance needed to take over she did that but their their youth movement over there has been great they have a a great sophomore class um denia trammell's one who is a versatile wing type big that's six foot that can bang with anybody in the city um niola walker great point guard she's going to dictate great off of screen and roll type situations they make a killing on that but she can spread the floor and get downhill and score um, Skylar Kessler, who actually missed last season with an injury. She's a sophomore. She's six one, um, just a total bruiser inside. So they have a great balance of guards and posts that I think they can really put together and, and shock some teams this year. They're not going to go down um, in terms of depth. I think they're just getting better. And obviously he's got some great freshmen coming in as well um, in the 2026 class. So uh, they'll be deep. They'll be good. They'll get up and down and run and pressure and do what Carlton loves to do. And and they're going to be they're going to be a good squad to watch in the ECC. You mentioned Loveland, obviously as well. But uh, West Claremont, you're an assistant there. I know you have a special player there in the 2024 class. Can you tell us a little bit about her? Yeah, Saney Hicks is a uh, transfer from North Carolina. She came to us. Um, we got the opportunity to coach her this summer in AU, but. She's come in. She has offers from Xavier, UC, Ohio State, Dayton, you know, all, pretty much all the schools in Ohio. She's come in and really kind of amped up the culture a little bit. When you have a big time player like that who has a motor like she does, um, she's unbelievable. We have a, a coach that calls her 80-20 instead of 50-50 because if she's tied up with somebody, it's going to be hers 80% of the time, not 50% of the time. Um, she's strong, great rebounder, and she puts the work into her game. She's always developing. She's always looking to get better. Um, she's predominantly played in the post, but she's kind of transitioned to, you know, a four type position um, that allows her to have the ball in her hands a little bit more away from the basket. Um, but she's really put in the effort to kind of improve that aspect of her game. And she's going to be, she's going to be a force. She's fun to watch. Um, and obviously with her family bloodlines, um, she is, uh, She's in a good spot, and, and we're really excited to have her. Seems like you have a very experienced team there. What's going on, Claremont, too? Yeah. Talking about them? yeah, we have um, four seniors that have kind of all played varsity. Uh, this will be their fourth year playing varsity. We had a bit of a transition period the last two years where we threw some young kids out there, and, and kind of by necessity, they had to kind of take our lumps a little bit. But we've gotten better. Last year had a decent season, and, and we competed pretty much every game. And this year, we're really looking to take that step forward. We're really deep. We have a great balance of seniors, and then we have three freshmen coming in that are going to um, play varsity as well. So it's a, a good balance kind of building program perspective moving forward. But Sandy Hicks and Anna Swisshelm are a, a great one-two combo in terms of scoring. Um, our guards really get after the ball and can push defensively, and, and we're looking to, to make a run this year. Is there anyone else or any other um, teams that I failed to mention that you definitely want to get on the radar? Yeah, I think um, people aren't talking enough. There's two teams, I think, in the ECC, just familiarity being there. One of them is Kings. 
Um, when you talk about their roster, they return eight of their top nine, and they're incredibly balanced. They have two guards that have played varsity since they were freshmen, and Abby Rawlings and Maddie Barnett. Um, they have two post players inside. Riley Wells is one of them that does a great job. Um, and Cassie Ingram, their leading scorer, is back. And they were um, 14 and nine last year in return eight of their top nine. So it's a deep league. Um, they're going to they're gonna surprise some people this year. I think that's one of the teams that not enough people are talking about. And then Walnut Hills, Coach Lazar over there uh, does a great job. They return four of their top five. Um, they're more athletic and quicker than they were last year, which is hard to believe. But they're deep and athletic and they're going to be, you know, when, when Bryce talked about Lakota East as kind of one of those teams that you just don't want to see um, in the postseason, Walnut's going to be one of those teams just because of their size, athleticism. They're going to be able to get up and down and cause teams a lot of problems. And then we kind of kept this to greater Cincinnati slash Southwest Ohio, but Bryce, uh, can you give me maybe a quick headline, maybe going into the season of uh, just the state overall, just uh, in terms of, uh, you know, who you like uh, maybe in some of these other areas of the, of the state, Columbus, Cleveland, Toledo and that sort of thing. Yeah, I think it's probably as balanced as it's been in a while. I don't think there's, you know, Princeton is probably the one that you could say is a super team. Um, in Columbus, I think it's, you have three or four teams that could come out. You talk about, you know, obviously Reynoldsburg won last year, but lost a lot. Graduation-wise, they have some great young players. Jack does a great job. Um, Dublin Kaufman is really strong. Um, we'll have some players back from injury and some new young kids. Pick Central is always really good. Similarly, ridiculously deep. Uh, Madison Green, one of the best players in the state going to Vanderbilt. Um, Westerville South has one of the best freshmen in the state. Um, so I think that's along with some other kids, but I think that could be a really good regional up there. Toledo last year was also really strong, um, you know, really competitive. Anthony Wayne came out. They have the Bender twins who are really good. Um, beat Toledo start who has pretty much everybody back and some new kids. Um, I think you could, uh, you could argue maybe six to eight teams would come out of there. Honestly, um, it's just a really well-balanced area. And then down in, or over in Northeast Ohio, I think Solon is going to be really good. Um, Hoban's always, you know, has come out, been really good. Jackson had a great year and returns most of their kids. Um, the Federal League is always really strong there. So I think a ton of different teams there. I think Andy Booth's starting to get it back with Wadsworth, where they're going to make a run the next couple of years too. Um, so I think Cincinnati's definitely in the lead as far as with Princeton um, being the, you know, preseason favorite. But I, there's definitely some teams out there that will be competing at a high level. I think – um, Laurel in Division Three is going to be really good. Has one of the best freshmen in the state as well in Sanaya Hall and Mari Bickley coming back, who um, one of the best seniors in the state and nationally too. Um, so there, there's a ton of talent. Kettering Alter, like we said earlier, a ton of talent won the state championship. Um, add some young freshmen. I mean, we could go on and on, but I just think um, really well balanced overall in all divisions this year and should be fun to watch. Bryce McKee and Drew Flotting, I really appreciate your time of She Hoops Ohio. Tell us a little bit of how people can follow. Uh, your content and maybe just uh, any uh, preview information you might have or just throughout the winter as well. Yeah. So we have a, a website, shehoopsohio.com um, on there. You can find all sorts of different stuff, stuff on our events. Um, you can create your own profile where then we can come out and evaluate you so we can do a write up in our scouting service. So we think that's a huge new tool where we can keep everybody's information up to date for college coaches. Uh, we have Twitter similarly, same, um, I believe it's She Hoops Ohio tag, right, Drew? Yep. Um, so most of our stuff will go through there. Uh, we also just have a bunch of resources on our website for high school coaches, for parents on recruiting stuff, the recruiting calendar for next year. We just want to have as much 
information and, and pass along as much as we can so everybody can, you know, know what they're doing, make the best decisions with their time, all those kind of things. So we're really excited. Our first event, um, we pulled off in about two weeks in April. We had 160 kids or so and about 60, 70 um, coaches of all levels. So again, just trying to bring as much exposure here as we can. Obviously, Ohio has been known as one of the best states for girls basketball for years, and we want to help keep it that way and continue to enhance it. So Anything we can do, we're happy to do, and um, really appreciate you having both of us here today. Well, a ton of information there from uh, Bryce and Drew, obviously, and uh, really appreciate all their time. And uh, I'm looking forward to this season. Again, the state championship games will be back at UD Arena again, along with the uh, the boys' tournament, obviously, in March. So uh, it's always a fun time of year. Obviously, very busy now with the high school football season, but uh, uh, we certainly have some top teams. And you heard about Princeton may be the top team in Division One in the entire state of Ohio, especially with uh, senior point guard Soleil Williams. And then obviously everybody knows about Dee Alexander and the freshman uh, uh, season that she had a year ago and uh, returning for her sophomore year now with Purcell being in Division Two, That's going to be interesting to see what uh, uh, Coach Jamar Mosley can do uh, certainly come tournament time as well. Thanks again for watching and listening, and uh, we will talk again to you soon. Uh-oh.